Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. Last week, we talked a lot about how boundaries help you preserve your time, energy, and other resources for the things you want and need to do. But we didn't really talk about how you determine what those things are. So it felt like this week's question was a natural follow-up to that episode. Today's questioner asks, how do I know where it's best for me to put my time and energy? There are a lot of moving parts which come into play when answering this question. We've already covered several of them, so I'll be referring back to past podcast episodes where you can get more information on the different tools and techniques which can help you decide where to put your time and energy. I'll add links to all of these resources in the show notes, or you can get the worksheet for this episode, which has all these links and more at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P29. That's P as in podcast and the number 29. The first component in determining where to focus your time and energy is identifying your goals. This might sound obvious, but often we're so focused on getting through the mile-long to-do list each day, we forget to reflect back on how each of those to-do items moves us closer to our goals. Or, just as often, why we're doing the items which don't get us any closer to our goals. Maybe you have a routine goal-setting practice and can point to a piece of paper tacked up on a board in your office with goals in several aspects of your life. Or maybe you're struggling to come up with a single thing that you would identify as a goal in any aspect of your life. No matter where you fall on this spectrum, if you need help creating or reviewing your goals, check out episode three of the podcast. We did a deep dive into goal-setting, and there's an awesome companion worksheet for that episode which helps guide you through the process of setting your goals. Once you have your goals, you can use them as a filter for each item on your to-do list or each task that comes up throughout your day. When you're trying to decide the best place to focus your time and energy, prioritize those tasks and actions which will move you along the path toward realizing your goals. Recognize this might not be a clear line between the task and the goal. For instance, if your goal is to eat healthier, then going to work each day will help you achieve that goal by providing the finances to purchase the healthy food. But continuing with the same goal, taking a class on donut making might not be the best use of your time and energy, unless I suppose your job is as a baker. I've talked about these several times in the past, but understanding your unique priorities and values is another key filter to help you identify the best things to spend your time and energy on. If something you're doing aligns with one of your unique priorities and values, it will help you feel more satisfied with your life. It will add to your overall resilience and joy. And it will often be something which feels easier to follow through on, resulting in an overall increase in your productivity. Again, this might be something you've got written on a worksheet and are ready to go. Or it might be something you're struggling to pull into clear statements. 
If you need additional support in clarifying your unique priorities and values, check out episode 24 of the podcast and grab the companion worksheet which guides you through this process. Once you've identified your unique priorities and values, use this as another filter to pass each item on your to-do list through. When things are out of alignment, can you simply release them or delegate them to someone else? Additionally, as things come up throughout the day, run them through this filter, recognizing that, as with your goal, this might not always be a clear and direct connection. For example, if entertaining friends and family in your home is one of your unique priorities, decluttering your home might be a task which makes it easier and more comfortable to follow through on that priority. When you're deciding the best way to spend your time and energy, recognize this won't be a static decision. Not only will your goals and unique priorities evolve over time, but you'll also find a number of other factors will impact what you need in any given moment. A few additional filters to use as you consider what tasks and actions to undertake. What is your energy level? What do you need more of and less of today or in this moment? How focused and or distracted are you right now? The activities which are the best use of my time on a day I wake up with a migraine are going to be really different than the activities which would be the best use of my time on a day I wake up feeling great. Similarly, if I'm struggling to focus, it's probably a better use of my time to run errands off a list I wrote earlier in the week than to sit down and try to write a podcast script. You may also find that moving in harmony with natural rhythms offers another tool to help you filter the best way to focus your time and energy. Check out episode 15 of the podcast for more on planning your schedule around the rhythms of nature. The reason using these filters is so impactful is they help you focus on the tasks you'll be most productive at. The best use of your time is often to do things in the most efficient way possible. Let's go back to the example of struggling to focus. If I can't keep my thoughts on what I'm writing, it will take me exponentially longer to write a podcast script. That time would be much better spent taking care of tasks which don't require a large amount of focus. I actually keep a creative and mechanical list of tasks. It helps me to easily select something which needs to be done and meets me where I'm at to maximize my productivity. Additionally, there will be times when you simply need to adjust the activity. When I wake up with a migraine, going out in the garden in the full sun and heat is only going to make it worse. But doing a mind dump onto paper or listening to a yoga nidra will help me release the mental tension and in turn ease a migraine so I can get onto other tasks once it's gone. As you decide what to put your time and energy into next, Pause for a moment to take stock of where you're at, and then consider what task or action will meet you where you are. One final filter to consider is what needs to be done. What are the non-optional things? This might be laundry when you're wearing your last clean pair of socks, or it might be the self-care activities which help you feel energized to take on all the other tasks on your to-do list. You might be surprised to find I've included self-care under the non-optional activities. Sometimes it might fall under one of the other categories we've already covered, but I've noticed with many of my coaching clients, self-care is something we tend to push to the bottom of our priority list, thinking it's optional or we just don't have the time for it. The truth is, though, 
without consistent, sufficient, and sustainable self-care, you simply won't have the energy, resilience, or mental and emotional fortitude to tackle all the other things on your to-do list. This makes self-care truly non-optional. If you need help figuring out the best way to incorporate self-care into your everyday, check out episode four of the podcast and get your copy of my free self-care toolkit. I'll add a link to it in the show notes. All of these filters we've covered so far are about consciously evaluating how you spend your time and energy. But the reality is, so many of us spend time without consciously realizing it. Just take a minute and check your phone usage for the last day or two. On an Android, you can do it in digital well-being. On an iPhone, it's under screen time. Before you look at your stats, take a minute and jot down what you think the answers are to these questions on a piece of paper. How many hours were you on your phone? What apps were you using most and for how long? How many times in a day do you unlock your phone? Now compare your estimates to the actual numbers. Chances are you've underestimated each of these items. Beginning to recognize where your time and energy is going brings powerful awareness, which enables you to make more of those conscious choices about where you want to be spending your time and energy. To do a deep dive into this, I suggest conducting a personal energy audit. I've got a worksheet and companion blog post to guide you through the process. I'll add a link in the show notes and you can get this, plus the exercise we just went through in this week's companion worksheet at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash p29. So to review, use a few filters to help you determine the best places to put your time and energy. What tasks support your goals, align with your unique priorities and values, meet you where you're at, and or are non-optional. Additionally, identify the areas where you engage with less conscious awareness so you can bring more attention to making a thoughtful decision about what you actually want to be doing with that time and energy. We've covered a lot today. Don't forget to get this week's companion worksheet, which includes this framework for deciding where to focus your time and energy, as well as links to all the resources I mentioned in this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Please hit subscribe wherever you receive podcasts. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. And remember, living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.